0: Welcome to another edition of the Work Life Hub podcast. To find out more and to listen to other episodes, please go to www.worklifehub.eu.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Work Life Hub podcast and we are joined live from Australia by Nigel Marsh. Um, Many of you know him from his um, great TED Talk of 2010, that was viewed um, 2,694,575 times as of yesterday. Uh, Welcome, Nigel. Hi. We have been very inspired by your TED Talk of 2010, and I think many people have been Um, really awakened by it and actually it's still retweeted uh, every day a couple of times and I wonder when you were preparing for this TED talk and you uh, laid out your ideal day which included having sex four times did you think (laughs) this is going to push some buttons or provoke or was this deliberate from your side to really showcase um, what work-life balance means for you and, and push people's buttons? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well no it, it it's interesting i was asked to do uh, that speech by a friend who, who runs TED in australia um i have never given that speech before and i've never given mm-hmm. it since um i um just spoke from the heart and um it, the, the the secret i think to um maybe it's its engagement with people is that Obviously, I'm talking about myself mm-hmm. in that speech. I couldn't admit that I was because I was in a quite a high-powered job when mm-hmm. I was giving it. But people can tell when people are being authentic. So I was talking from the heart about basically mm-hmm. me, <laughs> about being in a job that maybe I didn't want to to be in. And the the, the sex bit is, is hilarious because people... Uh, misunderstand where where i'm i mean obviously i'm telling a joke to try and entertain people in the you know in 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 the moment but the point of of that ideal day that i describe is the line that i say after it which is i say to the audience and how often do you think i got that day yes yes so the point (laughs) so so what what when i have longer i mean i I, I've, i've you know i'm asked to speak um, which is very flattering all around the world about this for longer than 10 minutes. That was only a 10 minute speech. Mm-hmm. And one of the points that I make, which is the point I was trying to hint towards there is you can't have it all in one day. Yes. So, and what many people do with work life balance is they say, you mean you know, I was just making, you, you know, obviously I'm, like anyone else, i like to have lots of sex, but you, you go, I could have said play golf four times yes, a yes. day or, 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 or go sailing or do the gardening or whatever it is. So it, it, the, the, the point I was trying to hint towards is, lots of people set themselves up for failure mm. because they re- they realise the first um, battle is to realise that your life is unbalanced. Mm. But then what some people do is they is they get extreme. Mm. They go right, my life's unbalanced, so I'm going to, you know, go to church five days a, you know, five times a day, or I'm going to you know play golf or have sex. Well, you go, well it, it's probably not going to work like that. Mm. So so stage one is is uh, I think, some self-awareness and some self-reflection. One of the things I I often say is decide on your life, don't slide mm-hmm. into a life. But once you've reflected, it doesn't mean you can invent this highly unrealistic, fanciful life mm-hmm. that that most of us can't have.
1: Yeah. You wrote a book um, when you were 40, um, Fat, 40 and Fire. Then you wrote a book 10 years later. Fit Mm -hmm. uh, 50 and fired up. And what I find so amazing about your life trajectory is that, firstly, I wonder how many hours you actually have in a day doing all the things you do, but also (laughs) that you really had this... Um, life entrepreneurial approach. You were not afraid to take risks and say, you know, f- firstly already having four children is, I think, quite an amazing feat. But also to to step out from work and then go back into work and 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 can you just explain how what is motivating you and and where do you find the inspiration, the courage to say I will design my own way of life and not be you know, fit into the system as it is.
0: That, that's a, that's a really good uh, question, Agnes. It is the truth is, when I rode Fat Forty and fired, which is the first time I I stepped off the the mm-hmm. conventional treadmill, um, mm-hmm. I I wasn't clever and enlightened in deciding to do that. Mm-hmm. I lost my job. So, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. always very honest about this. Is it's different from somebody uh, in the situation that I was in who didn't lose his job saying, right, I'm now going to step away and, and do what I did. But for me, and I may have responded in a good way, but I was similar to many, many men and women out there where it takes, you know, one of the big four, a divorce, a death, illness um, or redundancy to make you actually mm. pause and take stock. So, So I lost my job at the age of 40 and I paused and looked at my life and decided that I wouldn't just mm-hmm. get back on the hamster wheel but, it, but I wasn't clever enough to do it without mm-hmm. losing my job if that makes sense now now what has happened in the subsequent 10 years is I have done it, stepped off without losing my job so I have left since that time three very good jobs very happily you know everyone's you know it's mutually agreed where well, you go I know that you are offering me this job for mm-hmm. another year but I don't want it so so to start with if i if my books or my speaking can help people not have to go through mm-hmm. one of the big four to reflect then i will be i'll be very happy so the, the thing that motivated me was i turned 40 mm-hmm. i found that a liberation because for me if when when you and i are 24 or 25 or 26 you know you've got to mm-hmm. make your way in the world it, 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 you know, it, 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 there's a reality to life, but and, and you can say, well, I, well, I'll, you know, I'll step back after I've qualified as a doctor or whatever it might be. You're, you're working hard to to start out in life. If you're 40, I think it is fair to say you are living the life mm-hmm. that you choose to live, whether that's a conscious choice mm-hmm. or an unconscious choice.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, you're, you're 40 years of age. When's it going to end? You know, when are you going to be able to say, Do you know what? Forget what mummy or daddy or the government or the church or my wife or my husband say. Is I'm 40. I've only got 40 or 50 years left on this earth. I don't want my. This is a wonderful phrase that that I, I use in my third book. Is I don't want the second half of my life to be a pale yeah, imitation of the first half. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'd, like, I'd like I like. I mean, so I, I'm 51 now. I'd like my 50s mm-hmm. to be the best decade of my life. But my my. my, my Last year, it mean, was my birthday last week. My last year was the best year of my life, not in terms of earning power, but in terms of happiness and relationship with my wife and my kids and my friends and my family. i you know, I don't view my life as, as sort of dripping away. I, every year, I think yeah. this is going to be better than any other because I'm a little bit wa- a little bit wiser and all those things. It's not just about, you know, career mm-hmm. trajectory or earning power. Although those things are yes, important I, uh, I'm, as well.
1: I'm turning fourteen two years, and I also find it's quite liberating when you have perspective no you know that well you know this happened to me I've survived it so I, I can now fashion my own way because I know I will be strong and I will be able to handle yeah. and I think what really strikes me about fit 15 fired up how me- methodical you were about stepping out from the, the work uh, or the hamster wheel you know in terms of you know when you describe how you were prepare the meals, how you will spend time with your children, that you really, really thought it through and prepared for it. Did you find that you were able to prepare for it?
0: Well, well, yes, because by the time uh, I got to writing Fit 50 and Fired Up, I'd I'd done it Mm -hmm. um, three times before. Uh, And, and, you know, it's not, I mean, a bit like anything in life. Um, you, you know, you wouldn't think that you could play the mm. piano with half an hour's practice. You've got to work at it. So being, uh, you know, I was brought up in a conventional way. I'm mean, a, you know, very, very lovely parents who loved me, but I was brought up in a, quite a conventional way to try and, you know, my dad mm. never changed a nappy yes. or whatever. Uh, um, you know, to try and be a, an engaged father and 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 husband and and uh, you know, help around the house and be balanced and not be a workaholic. You can't just yeah. click your fingers and do that if if that if that isn't what you have done so for me it, it's another phrase i use is it's not about perfection mm. it's about progress so as long as you're clear what you would like to do which i absolutely was i think you know life is about the quality of the relationships that you have in your life uh, and and making a, you know we, we we put meaning into our lives by
1: the mm. things that we yes, commit totally. to
0: does that make sense you, you 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 go so if you know i i commit to making lots and lots of money there's, there's nothing wrong with that but that's what you think is meaningful in your life which is fine you go well actually I mean I got married because I wanted to I I had children because I wanted to so I don't Mm. want to then never see them I want to engage with them now I've also got responsibilities so I need to earn money and so so it's about juggling and balancing Mm. there's no finish line and also there's no that's something that's very important Agnes is there's no one answer for everybody and it's something I'm very very um very keen to say in my lectures where I don't like the phrase mm-hmm. work-life balance. I, I, I know I know why we use it and and and, and why it's useful, but there, but it's inherently uh, it, it's yes. sort of problematic. Um, it, it's not about balance. It's about finding mm-hmm. meaning in your life, and and work-life balance doesn't mean playing lots of golf or not working hard. It means finding a life that works for you. And it's not about spending time with your children. It's not about spending time in the gym. It's about what works in your particular case. So there could be, and I know some of these people, um, women who decide that they don't want to <clears throat> get married, don't want to have kids, and they want to be global mm. CEO of Megacorp <laughs> Inc. And, you go, and, and and as long as that is what they want to do, yeah. great. That, 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 that's fantastic. How dare you or I say no, 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 no? You should do something differently. Same with men. Is is you know? I'm not saying you've got to be a house husband for a year and do work. It's about having a. It's mm. about conscious choice. And there are many men and women who are trapped in a world that glorifies overwork, where they, as I said in my TED speech, they they wake yeah. up and it's too late. They have worked hard at a job they didn't like to buy things they didn't need mm. to impress people they didn't like, and and and, but but if buying a BMW and a bigger house makes yeah. you happy, that's fantastic. Go for your life. That's great. So it's it's when you get to a, an age where you are sufficiently mature to think about the type of person and legacy you want to be and leave, then to have the courage to say, well, do you know what? I, I know. Some people might be saying I shouldn't take a year off or, or, or work less hard because it doesn't fit into their view. But you know what? Mm. It's my life, not theirs. And, and, and you know, I'm sorry if you, you know my financial advisor and and father-in-law thought I was mm. insane yeah. to give up my job. Insane. They literally thought yeah, I must had have lost had a lot my of sanity yeah. because they go, but. but because you've got four children you will earn this amount of money if you stay in that job and if you leave that job you'll earn nothing you are insane yet it was the best year of Mm. my life i will go to my grave thanking the lord that i took that year it's it's never ever the magic happens outside your comfort zone it's not about doing what everyone else has done never taking a risk Life expands or contracts in direct mm. proportion to your
1: courage. Wow, so, so many great quotes there and, and a lot of powerful stuff. And <clears throat> am I right, Nigel, in, in, in um, drawing some similarities in this? It, it seems to have, you have like a quest for some kind of liberation and, and self power or or empowerment of of making your own choices and and i think this very much reflects also in your volunteer work with both the earth hour and the sydney skinny i mean what can be more liberating than getting your kit off and swimming naked in the ocean but it seems like (laughs) am i right in assuming there's this kind of really rattling the cage and trying to force open the possibilities for you and others
0: well, but I think um, I mean I don't want to get sort too spiritual on you, but but I I, I think I'm a huge mm. optimist and believer in the human spirit, and I just think many of us live
1: mm.
0: beneath our potential. Yes, does that make sense? I mean, there are lots of people who are have far less fortunate lives than you and I. That they, they they have to live a subsistence life where they don't know how they're going to feed their children and, you know, they're they're living in a war-torn country or whatever, but for some of us, we're lucky enough to live in a free, Mm -hmm. prosperous country, and if the best we can do is keep our head down and walk Mm -hmm. to work slightly depressed, not enjoy your life and walk back home slightly depressed, go to sleep, get up Mm -hmm. and then repeat it 400 (laughs) times and then die, I don't think that's what, you know, 2000 of evolution, that's not the pinnacle Mm -hmm. of 2000 years of evolution, that's not you know, yeah. that, that's not good enough. We, we we are allowed to rise, you know, lift our eyes to the heavens and think, you know, how can I fill the 80 years if I'm lucky enough that I've been given? Mm. How can I fill it properly? And there's three things for me. I, I want to make mm. a valuable contribution. I don't know what that contribution is going to be, but I want to make a contribution. It's not about, you know, just, as I said, buying a bigger car or, a mm. you know, renovating my house. I want to try and you know, think that when I die, and I mean this seriously, Agnes, is people think, you know what, that the world was just very, very mm. slightly better mm. because yes. he existed. You know, you know, two or three people laughed at his book and therefore they were less <laughs> bored on a plane trip. You know, two or three people did his swim and that changed their mm. lives and they accepted themselves more. You know, maybe two or three people saw his TED speech and, and it made them think about, being nicer to their wife, or whatever it might be. I want to contribute in some small little way. The second thing I want to do is make meaningful connections with other human beings. Mm. And you are one of them, Agnes, right? So I've never met you. You're the other side of the world, I'm talking to you from Australia, is when I go into a conversation with every single person, every single time, it doesn't mean you're going to succeed, I try and make a genuine mm. human connection so that you think I'm talking to you personally, because yeah. I yeah. am. I care, I'm talking Mm. to you so we maybe connect. And the third thing is to be present Mm. in the moment. And so I've got a TV interview and a radio interview tonight for the swim that's happening on Sunday. I'm not thinking about that, I'm thinking about talking to you because Mm. that's what I'm doing now. Now if you can do Mm. those three things, then and if you go out into the world with courage, compassion Mm. and confidence, then I don't Mm. care what happens. I d- you know I haven't got a career plan. If I do those three things, with courage, confidence, and compassion, then mm-hmm. I'll take whatever life right. throws at me.
1: And and that really transpires. I think whenever any time anyone hears you talk or read your any of your books, I think it really comes across that you're such a genuine, honest person, and 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 this quest for inspiration really, really comes across. Now, I just wanted to ask you something because at the Work Life Hub, we're Trying to connect different coins of uh, corners of, of the world as well as different sectors and employers and researchers, and I wondered, um, you you obviously moved from the UK to Australia. D- do you think you found more of the opportunities to pursue these? Um, these ideas of yours in Australia? Would you have been able to have the same opportunities in the UK? Or what ha- how has this impacted this this life course for you?
0: That, that is such a great question. Because the truth is, um, generically and conceptually, mm-hmm. it shouldn't make any difference. It, it, it's about a life attitude. But the truth is, if I had lost my job and mm-hmm. been working in London, I don't think I would have had the courage and the environment to do what I did in that mm-hmm. first critical year. So for me, I lost my job and I'm living, uh, I'm very lucky. I live in a in a sunny country, uh, you know, mm-hmm. two minutes walk from a beach. And although those things shouldn't matter, I think environment mm-hmm. is quite important. So I think the thought of sitting at home where I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm lucky enough to live was an easier one than mm-hmm. where I used to live in London. You know, in London it was a you know dirty, noisy, littered, overcrowded yeah. you know suburb. And you go, well, maybe I don't want to sit there. Now, now that's that's a tactical mm-hmm. thing, not a strategic thing. So, so, so for my second and third times I did it, it, I, it wouldn't have mattered where I lived. But for the very first time, I'm, I was lucky that I lost my job mm-hmm. at forty in Sydney. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, is I it was also more. Uh, more the conventions, this, this treadmill or hamster wheel convention, is, is that more present in the U.K. than in Australia?
0: Well, no, no, this, this may surprise you, but, but I don't think mm-hmm. um, it is. I, I, I think in across, across developed societies, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's similar whether you're in America, mm-hmm. Europe or, or Australia. It's it, it, it's mm-hmm. you know it may be sunnier, it may be nicer beaches, but there are just as many proportionately workaholics here as there are in in yeah. New York, Brussels, or now, London. Uh,
1: after your 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 books and your talks, uh, do people come to you for advice? Do you do you are you able to to handle maybe the the flux of of people asking you for advice and and is this then something you do now to coach people or to coach organizations?
0: <laughs> it, it's interesting. I am. I, I, um, I've made a promise. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. Uh, I've made a promise that I reply to every mm-hmm. single email I am sent. Um, I've had over 30,000. I've replied to every single one. I take them Mm -hmm. very, very seriously. Um, They ask me a whole host of questions ranging from Mm -hmm. drink problems to weight problems to work-life balance to Mm -hmm. sex to marriage to whatever else. And to every single person, I am at pains to write back and say, Mm -hmm. I am not qualified Mm -hmm. to give any advice. And (laughs) And then I give some. <laughs> um, just as a loving, you know, I don't say I'm right. Yeah. I just give my loving thoughts. So, yeah. Um, so I and I and I do that for free, and it takes a lot of time. I usually do it, you know, very late at night. Um, I'll get five or ten emails every day from people, you know, in countries I've never been to, just because they've seen the TED speech or whatever. Um, uh, and that's a, you know, I I I view that as a as an honour to do that um I do um coach and consult with companies uh, in a in a professional way i'm i'm actually going going to work uh in a as a partner in a management consultancy mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks' time so after five years of um you know not doing a conventional job i'm going to dip my toe back in the world of uh
1: of conventional a work
0: um, uh, uh do you <laughs> know what i probably won't put on a tie and i and I definitely won't pretend. That I believe things I don't believe, but yeah, I'll go and okay. I'll go and sit in an office, like in one of those in one of those adverts with with, <laughs> with men fist pumping.
1: <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, uh, we always ask um, um, I, before I come to the last question that we always ask here on on our Work Life Hub podcast. I just wanted to also ask you before we planned. Um, I wanted to ask you about your future plans and and you just told us a little bit about it, but do you have any other plans for another book or or
0: yeah i'm i 'm writing um two okay. books at the same time i 'm writing sad okay. sixty oh. and single and i 'm writing slim <laughs> sixty and sexy and and i 'll publish the one yeah you know, i 'll let you know how I go and i 'll publish so the it, one that 's the most appropriate. Out in eight years? Eight years? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm joking. Uh, no, no, so so it's it, it, for me. Um, I I think I will write one mm-hmm. uh, when I'm sixty, because I get Request. lots no, of people, yeah. uh, letters from people readers. People are interested.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. the, the, the book on Nigel Marsh's
0: life. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, well, I'm not so sure about that. But, but it's been published in America mm. and Germany and, and, and Korea and China and all over the And 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 so for me, I, I'm not sure I'm interesting enough to write. One a year, but I reckon mm-hmm. I can write one a decade so i'll i i I haven't got the plans to write um a a a, mm-hmm. a a similar book for the next few years um but i i I write for The Financial Times and the Spectator and you know you know so matter mm-hmm. I, I I do do writing, but I'm not planning on writing another sort mm-hmm. of autobiography yet. Um, and
1: and yeah. you, we already mentioned a little bit the Sydney Skinny, which is coming up on the 1st of March. But would you maybe like to advertise it a little bit and explain what it is?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, apart from my family, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing in my life. Um, and and I would love... When I was talking mm-hmm. earlier about contribution, I would be enormously... It, it, it's a mm-hmm. permanent annual event. It's a nude, so stark naked a communal mm-hmm. ocean swim. It's not a dip, it's mm-hmm. a pro- proper ocean swim. Um, and it's de- it's designed um, to be a joyous mm-hmm. circuit breaker to help people do some of the mm-hmm. things that you and I have just been talking about. You know, sometimes in life, as we get older, we don't just get fatter, <laughs> we get slightly more boring. And, and, and we need a little mm-hmm. loving help mm-hmm. to be a little bit more courageous. And so the, so the point of the swim, mm-hmm. everyone's clothed on land, Everyone gets a sarong as they walk out in the water. So it's not, you're not yeah. running around the streets naked. No one's going to see anything. But it's, it's a gentle way of, of helping people get back in touch with the things that are important in mm-hmm. this world as a leveller. It's celebrating mm-hmm. all that's wonderful in this life. And, and, and the secret objective, and you can't yeah. tell anybody because it's a secret, is to try and make mm-hmm. the world slightly nicer, one swimmer at a time. And so people, you know, we've already got 1,200 mm-hmm. people signed up for this year and it's difficult to walk out of Sydney Harbour having done a naked swim with 1,200 other people and, and yeah. be an arsehole, excuse my language. It, it, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's just hard yes. because it's a leveller. You go, we're all earthlings on this small little planet hurtling around around this vast universe. And every now and then we need to take a little pause and go, mm-hmm. what the hell are we doing? You know, just, just be a bit kinder. Be a bit more mindful. But it, but it's, it's easy to mm. say those things. It's hard to do it. And so the world needs an event once a year that's yes. utterly non-cynical. We get people that we've got people from Seattle, wow. people from Brazil, people that mm. come, come from Korea. It, it's it. You know, I, I hope that when I'm dead and gone, your grandkids <laughs> will be doing it with my grandkids. I want 50,000 people doing it every year, and it be. You know, mm. the people that have done it. It's, it's, we're in our third year now. Every single person loves it and says they are so You just so want to remind us of
1: the website, of the event?
0: It's called The Sydney Skinny. If you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up.
1: Great. Well, I saw some videos on there, and everybody just, when they come out of the water, they have such a smile on their face, and it's connecting to the elements, connecting to yourself, connecting to a community. It's, it's, it's a, it seems like a really inspiring, great event. Thank you. Now, coming to the last question that we always ask uh, our our interview uh, subjects here on our podcast is if you could give, Nigel, one advice to a CEO to make a difference in the well-being, in in the lives, in the work-life balance, even though we don't like the term, of his or her employees, what is it that they could do?
0: Listen. Listening is an act of love. So rather than having, there there isn't an off-the-shelf answer, there isn't a a, a list of of tips and tricks, but to genuinely listen and care. And I'll tell you, have you got time for a quick story?
1: Yes, of course.
0: So so, uh, as a CEO, I could say, um, give everybody um, uh, Friday morning off Mm -hmm. and think I'm clever or whatever on Tuesday off. Yeah. Yeah? But I haven't listened. I'm imposing a solution. Okay. And and a a lady could come to me and say, do you know what I really want? Is to be able to come in every day at half past nine because that's when i drop my kids off at the kindergarten
1: yeah
0: and someone else could come in and say i don't want to get in at half past nine i want to get in at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. but would you mind if i left at three o'clock mm. and someone else could say can i work at home please mm. and someone else could say can i go away between the age the times of three and five to pick up my kids and then come back at five
1: mm.
0: and so my answer to your question is listen,
1: Great.
0: don't have an answer in advance, Mm. sit down, just pretend I was your CEO and I I said to you, Agnes, is there anything I could do to help your work be more enjoyable? Mm. And then shut up and listen to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, this takes a lot of courage, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) because sometimes you don't don't like the answer. But (laughs) that's what, you know, the answer to the question is listen. They should just listen and care about what they hear
1: excellent Nigel Marsh thank you so much for coming on our podcast I really really enjoyed our talk and and I'm so grateful for all the wise things you you shared with us here and I think me and the listeners will take away many many um, uh, wisdoms and ideas for their lives from this thank you so much
0: it's a pleasure thank you for asking me on